Hello, my name's Debbie Evans, and I'm absolutely delighted for my interview today to be able to welcome somebody that I've been wanting to speak to for many, many months, and that is Dr. Naomi Wolf. And for those of you that don't know Dr. Naomi Wolf, and I know many of you will, and I know many of you will be delighted at today's interview, let's just tell you that Dr. Wolf is a journalist. She's a feminist. She's a campaigner. She's a best-selling author. Um, too many books to mention, but including The Beauty Myth, 1991, The End of America. She's outspoken. She's fearless. She's a woman. She's after yeah. the truth. And she's come from an amazing, uh, she's had an amazing life. She's been uh, a political advisor to the Clinton campaign, to Al Gore. She's been campaigning for women's health for as many years as I care to remember. But most importantly, she's a mum. And when she started to speak out about the COVID agenda, things started to get very dark. And I'm going to, I'm going to let Naomi introduce herself because what she has discovered through her organization, The Daily Clout, and please go and look on The Daily Clout, www.dailyclout.io. And Dr. Wolf has got an amazing Twitter handle, at Naomi R. Wolf. Please go and follow her. But through her discovery and her allegiance and her alliances with many other experts throughout the world, she has been able to expose what Pfizer knew. And I say that in inverted commas, and it's very important what Pfizer knew, because Naomi has looked at the primary source documents from Pfizer that were released by the FDA that should have been kept under lock and key for 75 years, but through an amazing lawyer and a successful application to the FDA, Naomi has been on a mission to expose what's in those documents so without further ado, Dr. Wolf, thank you so much for, for um, agreeing to come and speak to us at UK Column. Welcome. And please tell us what Pfizer know. Sure. Thank you so much for having me and for that lovely introduction. Um, just a note, it, it was actually Aaron Siri, um, who was the, the amazing lawyer who successfully sued um, the FDA to release these tens of thousands of documents that you rightly referenced that the FDA asked the court to keep hidden for 75 years, Pfizer's internal documents. So we benefited from that. We have another lawsuit um, via George Scott, George Smith, I'm sorry, uh, against Pfizer for what they did to people. Um, but I just wanted to note that uh, that was Dr. Siri's, uh, Mr. Siri's um, lawsuit. However, you're also quite right to note that subsequent to those documents being released to the public, I as a journalist was um, worried that they would go down the memory hole because A, they're so voluminous, uh, virtually no legacy or alternative media uh, site has the capacity to go through them. And no journalist who's a layperson can understand them um, because they're written in very technical language. So we uh, put the word out um, both on Daily Clout and on Steve Bannon's War Room. We come from opposite ends of the political spectrum, but we both care about um, informed consent and the rule of law and the constitution. And um, as a result, 3,500 doctors and nurses and biostatisticians, medical fraud investigators, uh, lab clinicians, radiologists, biologists, you know, research scientists from around the world have joined us and are organized into six teams with committees 
uh, run by the amazing Amy Kelly, our COO and the project manager. And as a result of that, we have 74 reports of what's in the Pfizer documents that you anyone watching this can go to dailyclout.io and read for free. We've also released them in a book format, which is on Amazon. Um, so now to the heart of why I'm here. Um, and I just want to kind of jump in before I tell you what's in the Pfizer documents. I love Britain. I've spent many years in Britain. I was educated in Britain. Um, it is killing me to see what's happening to to your country, uh, and you know the cradle of freedom of speech, the cradle of human rights, um, and it, it's also very ironic. And you referenced it, you know, thank you, and heartbreaking. I'm not, you know, I have been s- investigated and censured by Ofcom, um, your government uh, media watchdog. And the BBC has been hounding me, you know, for months and months and months and smearing me and all of these, you know, all of these platforms where I used to be a columnist, the Sunday Times of London, the Guardian, I haven't changed. Um, but what did happen is I, I began to do what I've done for 35 years, which is report on women's health and women's reproductive health um, in 2021 in June, when I saw that there were menstrual problems from these mRNA injections. And it turns out that Twitter... Colluding with the White House and the CDC and DHS, deplatformed me, and then globally, all these uh, sites, including these British sites, um, smeared me, uh, canceled me, and more recently, you know, with the Ofcom ruling, you know, I, I literally have no ability to speak to Britain now except through platforms like yours. So thank you so much. So why is it so important? And and I guess when you were saying, you know, I know you're controversial. As a journalist, I I do kind of resist that. uh, We mustn't allow truth and fact to be re-categorized by these tyrants as controversy or opinion. What I'm bringing the world is fully documented. All the links are there. You just click through and you see the primary source documentation. As a journalist, there is no more complete documentation than internal corporate documents that they didn't want to release. So, um, you know, I'm not controversial. The truth may be controversial, but that's the problem of liars. Um, Now, moving to what's in the documents. And by that, I mean the liars in the government who are trying to suppress this information. Uh, The Pfizer documents record the greatest crime against human beings in recorded history. Um, And I don't say that lightly. I'm the granddaughter of a woman who lost nine brothers and sisters in the Holocaust. So I don't throw the word genocide around or depopulation. Um, However, what you're seeing in the Pfizer documents after 700 pages of analysis now is incontrovertible. Um, They knew that they were maiming killing and sterilizing Western populations, and they kept going. And in fact, the 180-degree focus, um, really 360-degree focus in the Pfizer documents on destroying human reproduction, especially female fertility, is uh, a centerpiece of the documents. Um, So they're not just destroying people in this generation, they're destroying people people's ability to reproduce humanity into the future. Um, So very quickly, some of the headlines from our findings, and then I'll get into the core of the findings, which is this targeting of reproduction. Pfizer knew within a month after rollout into the general population that the vaccines didn't work to stop COVID. In fact, um, 
Pfizer's language is failure of efficacy and vaccine failure. And of the side effects in the documents, um, the third most common side effect of getting injected is COVID. And you're seeing this now, of course, in independent studies around the world. They knew. So basically everything that followed, all the coercions, all the mandates, all the two-tiered societies, um, you know, the green cards, all of those were based on a lie. Pfizer knew uh, within two months that they would need to hire 2,400 full-time staffers to deal with just the flood of paperwork around the adverse events that were being reported to them and that they knew would continue to be reported to them. Um, and indeed, there are 43,000 adverse events in the Pfizer documents, 1,225 deaths, many of these deaths within 48 hours after being injected, which is why, and Ofcom doesn't like this, but I'm a journalist, it's a fact, this is why I refer to this as a mass murder event. If they know they're killing people and they keep going, and you have, you know, four figures of people dead, some of those within 48 hours after the injection, I, I don't, there's no other accurate language to use. Um, and this is just three months, right? These documents are just like November to February of 2020 to 2021. Pfizer knew that um, there were, like you were told there might be, or we were told by the CDC, there might be side effects of soreness at the site, um, fatigue, chills, uh, fever. But in fact, what Pfizer knew is that there were horrific side effects at grand scale. They weren't disclosing. Um, the number one side effect is joint pain, interestingly, like arthritis, uh, rheumatoid arthritis type injury. And now we know why, because these lipid nanoparticles go through every membrane in the human body and cause inflammation and arthritis is inflammation. And indeed you're seeing, I mean, just in my circle, people with healthy people, young people, you know, fit middle-aged people, knee replacements, both ankles giving out, shoulder replacements. Um, people are visibly limping in the population and they don't know why. Well, Pfizer knows why they're disabling people. And Ed Dowd's independent data is showing um, a massive rise in people with disabilities. Well, uh, uh, musculoskeletal injury is number one side effect. Number two is muscle pain, myalgia. And I know people crippled with muscle pain that never goes away. Um, again, disabling condition. Number three, as I mentioned, is COVID. But all the other major categories are incredibly serious, especially neurological conditions. Um, Bell's palsy, Guillain-Barre, epilepsy, seizures, convulsions, dementia, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, tremors, um, neuropathies, this, and now we know the mechanism, uh, our, our, our analysts have found that the lipid nanoparticles degrade the myelin sheath of the nervous system, which is how the electrical impulses of nerves are conducted. So people are being injured neurologically. Um, also, gigantic categories of blood uh, and heart problems, um, blood clots, lung clots, thrombocytopenia, leg clots. Uh, and you've, see, you know, you've seen and heard about these bizarre clots coming out of cadavers. Well, we know a possible mechanism there as well. Shockingly, the lipid nanoparticles, which have been, they've known this for 10 years, what lipid nanoparticles do, and they chose to use it as the adjuvant anyway, right? 
lipid nanoparticles, they're an industrial fat coated in polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum byproduct. They, um, they, they are liquid at freezing or very cold temperatures. And remember, in our media anyway, there was a lot of coverage of how these injections had to be kept very cold. They aggregate and coalesce at room temperature. And what is warmer than room temperature is body temperature. So they are literally clumping in the blood as well as causing other kinds of circulatory harms. Um, there's also massive injuries to the heart. Uh, you know, myocarditis, pericarditis, those risks are now becoming known. Well, there's a study that I found, and it's on my Substack, in which Chinese scientists, and I'll get to the role of China in all of this, in 2021, overseen, well, in Hong Kong, overseen by China, uh, found that the first injection in mice causes systemic problems in the organs and enlargement of the heart. The second injection causes catastrophic problems, organ failure, and and visible enlargement of the heart such that there are white patches on the heart, um, catastrophic injury. So they knew this. And, and think about the uh, schedule of injections. First injection, second injection, first booster, second booster. Every injection adds more load of the lipid nanoparticles, which Chinese scientists have known since 2021 in its peer-reviewed literature. Everybody knows the more you add to the body, the more damaging to the heart. So now back to the Pfizer documents. Pfizer knew by uh, May of 2021 that 35 minors had sustained heart damage um, within a week of being injected, uh, but they didn't tell the parents of America. In fact, what followed was a giant propaganda campaign to get teenagers and young adults vaccinated with this material. It wasn't until August, four months later, that um, the FDA admitted in a press release that there was an elevated risk of myocarditis. But Pfizer knew they'd injured these 35 healthy young people. Um, I'll, I'll move ahead. Uh, there are, okay, you are told that the materials stay in the injection site. Um, this lie was repeated by many, many paid spokespeople, many medical organizations, probably your NHS. It's not true. And they knew it was not true. Within 48 hours, the mRNA, the spike protein, and the lipid nanoparticles migrate like a shotgun blast, as Dr. Robert Chandler, one of our experts, put it, to every organ in the body. Um, I've, I've mentioned, I'll, I'll keep repeating it because it's such a mechanism of this injury, that they traverse every membrane in the human body <clears throat> and they accumulate in the liver, the adrenals, the lymph, the spleen, the brain, which accounts for some um, prefrontal cortex, like brain damage that people are seeing in their loved ones, you know, changes of personality, brain fog, uh, confusion, et cetera, or can account for it. Um, but it also, if you're a woman, these materials accumulate in your ovaries. And so, you know, and Dr. Chandler looked at, like, it's literally a chart going that way of the materials leaving your deltoid and that way of them accumulating in these various organs. So if you're a woman, these industrial fats coated in a, a petroleum byproduct, right, which is an antifreeze, right? That's what PG is. They're packing into your ovary with the first injection. There's no mechanism by which we've seen that they leave the body. So you're packing more with the second injection, packing more with the third, and so on. So 
you know, this brings us to June of 2021 when women were reporting horrible menstrual problems. Of course, your ovaries regulate your your hormonal system as well as your fertility and, you know, account for the egg being released if you're ever going to have a baby. Well, women were having catastrophic and are having catastrophic menstrual harms. So getting now to the incredible focus in Pfizer documents on ruining women um, and ruining women as fertile beings. Pfizer knew this. They they knew that they would do this. And I think that's one reason that there was such a high level of censorship of of me when I, you know, raised an alarm about this. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that if women are having menstrual problems in 2021, there are going to be fertility problems by 2023. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. There's been a 13 to 20% drop in live births, especially in Western Europe and North America. And there are a million missing babies in Europe. Um, But not only that, Pfizer knew this would happen because in the Pfizer documents, there's a chart. And the chart is one of these, and I don't say Mengele lightly, again, being Jewish, um, but it's it's Mengele-type science in the sense of human suffering being very dispassionately scientifically recorded. And it shows like 20 different horrible things they knew they were doing to women's menstrual cycles with tens of thousands of women in each category. So bleeding every single day of your life, thousands of women, Um, two periods a month, thousands of women, Uh, no periods at all, meaning no babies ever. And there's a group in France called Où est mon cycle? Where's my cycle? Thousands of women, 10-year-old girls who start menstruating on being injected. 80-year-old women long past menopause who start bleeding, Um, horrific hemorrhages, thousands of women, Uh, passing of tissue. And and women are like, there are like chat rooms where women are like showing what's coming out of their bodies. It's terrifying, you know, as well as uh, causing iron deficiencies. They're literally hemorrhaging um, and and passing, you know, like unidentifiable tissues. thousands of women. So Pfizer knew, and when you look at Ed Dowd's disability numbers now, you've got to, you, you're women, you, like it's hard enough to menstruate, conceive, bring a baby to turn, nurse a baby, you know, become menopausal under the best of circumstances. But but they're, they're throwing this um, disabling uh, material into women's uh, reproductive systems that that is injuring them. So tr- imagine trying to be a factory worker or a soldier or a mom or a nurse if you're like hemorrhaging or agonizing cramps are also in these documents. So they knew they were injuring women at, at grand scale and injuring them specifically in relation to their fertility. So the lipid nanoparticles also, as I keep saying, cross every membrane. The amniotic sac and the placenta are membranes. So they knew uh, that, and and there's a section in the Pfizer documents that shows that there is an over 80% miscarriage rate um, among the women whose pregnancies they followed to term. In another section of the Pfizer documents, and this is report 69, which we released about a month ago, uh, (laughs) it shows that Pfizer knew, they, they followed two of these two babies who were um, spontaneously aborted. Um, and they, they said in the documents that the cause of their being premature, which led to their being miscarried, was, quote unquote, transplacental exposure to the vaccine. 
Those are Pfizer's words. So they knew that the materials were crossing the placenta, getting into the amniotic fluid, getting into the baby and killing babies. They knew it and they kept going. And so what we're seeing now, unsurprisingly, uh, Dr. James Thorpe, a maternal fetal medicine specialist, Dr. Ryan Cole, and two independent midwives I interviewed, one of them, Ellen Jasmer, are all seeing the same phenomena. Um, placentas of vaccinated women that are covered in a network of calcifications uh, caused by the lipid nanoparticles, they're compromised, and the calcifications keep nutrients and oxygen from getting to the baby. The the placentas are also not growing normally often. So there, as much, I've seen these pictures from Ellen Jasmer, they're as much as um, two inches too small in diameter. Um, and so the babies can't grow to term. They have to be induced uh, you know, prematurely. Another horror in terms of Pfizer killing babies is that Pfizer documented that a side effect for the babies, the neonates, is um, that their air pockets between their not fully developed lungs and their chest wall, which can kill them. So Ellen Jasmer is seeing exactly this now, and this is in the Pfizer documents from 2021, right? She says, babies are being born from vaccinated moms. They're going home. They seem fine. Within a day, they're being rushed to the hospital because with breathing problems because their air pockets between their tiny lungs and their chest walls. So Pfizer knew they were doing this to babies and they kept going. Um, I'm sorry, I just, I cannot, like the mind boggles at this level of evil. So um, Pfizer fully recorded all of that. Pfizer defines exposure to the vaccine in the documents as skin contact, so shedding is real, inhalation, shedding is real, but they also define it as um, sexual intercourse with vaccinated men, especially at the time of conception. And they warn the vaccinated men in their study, and I know this is a, probably very upsetting to vaccinated men and their partners, and I'm sorry, but it, you know, we've got to face this so we can find a cure for it. They warn the vaccinated men in their study not to have intercourse with women of childbearing age, especially, um, or if they do, to use two reliable forms of contraception. So Pfizer knows that there is something in the semen or in the body fluids of vaccinated men that can be injurious either to women or to their zygotes or fetuses. And they're not telling us what it is. Um, however, uh, I, there, are, there are reports now from Israel of and it's very interesting because Orthodox Jewish women track their menstrual cycles carefully for ritual reasons. Orthodox Jewish women in Israel are now asking their rabbis to give them um, kind of dispensation from having intercourse with their vaccinated husbands because it's causing them such agonizing cramps. So there's something to find out, you know, there that Pfizer's not telling. But um, Pfizer has this like, you know, this is a respiratory pathogen, as I keep saying. And I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a, you know, English lit major. But that's kind of an advantage in analyzing these documents in a way because there's nothing about the lungs in these documents. They're not studying respiratory symptoms. Every focus, the core focus of these documents is reproduction and, and sexuality and reproduction. So, you know, as I've said elsewhere, if it's a, if it's a, a, a mystery novel, the central 
question is, how do we stop women from reproducing and nursing their babies successfully? Um, for example, they mated vaccinated male rats with unvaccinated female rats, and then they sacrificed both genders. And then instead of looking at their lungs, <laughs> they they dissected their sex organs and uh, studied the cells of their sex organs. Um, so again, it's 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 reproduction fertility, you know, all the way through. Pfizer, um, oh my gosh, here's another one. Pfizer knew that they were injuring women most. The ratio of adverse events um, is consistently three to one, four to one, five to one, all the way up to eight to one women being injured versus men. And in fact, in one section of the documents where they um, you know, are listing these menstrual disorders, they also note that 72% of all the adverse events are women and that of those in Pfizer's words, I can't say that enough, 16% of them are, quote, reproductive disorders, end quote. So they know they're creating reproductive disorders at massive scale. I'm going to go to one other uh, important note. Um, the lipid nanoparticles, you know, as I mentioned, enter lymph and blood. Uh, and of course, that's the building blocks of um, breast milk if you're lactating. So the lipid nanoparticles in the PEG, polyethylene glycol, are entering vaccinated mom's breast milk. And the Pfizer documents show this. Um, they show there's another horrific chart showing babies, newborns getting sick like seriously sick from vaccinated mom's breast milk. And the Pfizer documents are like fever, chills, sleeplessness, you know, unconsolable crying, edema, swelling of tissues, these poor babies, you know, they're poisoning them. And one baby in the Pfizer documents went into convulsions and had to um, be taken to a hospital where he, it later died. So Pfizer knew they were killing babies with their mom's poisoned breast milk, but they didn't warn vaccinated moms about that. And in fact, other studies now, including NIH studies, have confirmed that there's polyethylene glycol in vaccinated moms' breast milk causing agitation, sleeplessness, failure to thrive. And to me, as a woman who has breastfed, um, it's, you know, as I keep saying, it's hard enough to do all these things in the, if you're in the best of health. But breastfeeding has gone from 34% of moms to 14% of all moms. 96%, I'm sorry, 86% of new mothers are not breastfeeding in America. I don't know about Britain. So what this says to me as a mom is that these babies are not thriving with their mother's milk. They're not, you know, they're crying, they're pushing the breast away. They're not able, like, they're not able to nurse because it's poisoned milk. And I guess just psychologically, I want you for a minute as women to consider what we're doing to the next generation, that these babies' first experience of maternal care and nurture is poison, you know, that they cannot ingest it. It's making them seriously sick it's, and it's killing some of them. In the UK, I've been following the MHRA very carefully and I've been looking at the serious adverse reactions right from the get-go. And we've been seeing irregularities in um, menstrual cycles. We've also been seeing, as you've said, um, elderly women who are very far past the menopause starting to bleed. And yet we still see this rollout carrying on. And I just want to make you aware of something that I, I'm not sure if you've heard of, um, but it's called Skycovion. And it's the new um, platform of an injection that they're rolling out in the United Kingdom right now 
for COVID. It's a primary course. We are a highly vaccinated country. This is a primary course. This is a nanoparticle platform. This is manufactured by someone called Sky uh, uh, SK Chemicals in conjunction with Bill Gates. This is a nanoparticle platform. So we're saying that nanolipids are settling in, over, well, pretty much every organ in the body, calling multi-system um, failure. But what do we tell? I've seen your amazing, passionate, um, from the heart as a mum, because we've had our kids, right? We've been through that. We've had our children. And I've seen your passionate talks to students at universities. Now, what we've heard in this very short time, and I know that we're running out of time and I'm keeping an eye on the clock, but what we've heard from you is that not only is this an assault on humanity, this is assault on creation, this is assault on women, this is killing babies, this is killing children, this is poisoning, this is poisoning men and women. In fact, it's even demasculizing men. What do we tell? And now, now you're telling us that Pfizer knew that through vaccine exposure, through skin or inhalation or sexual contact, that people can become sick. What do we tell our children? You know, our audience today are going to be watching this. There's going to be mums, grandmums, dads, uncles, nephews. Yeah. What do we say to them, Naomi? Because this information is out there. And, and let's just remind people that this is primary source information that you have seen with your own eyes. This has come direct from Pfizer and it should mm -hmm. never have been released for 75 years. But Naomi, you've read it. You've seen it. What do we tell our children? What do I tell my children who are in their 30s and 40s, not all of them are married and settled down. Mm -hmm. What do I tell mm -hmm. them to look out for in the future? What hope do they have? I mean, these are such important questions. The first thing I would say to people is it's not just that I've seen these documents. You can see the documents. You can literally click through every citation and see the primary source documents. And we've actually got something called Abstractor on dailyclout.io where you can um, enter your symptom and search and see if it's if it's uh, identified in in the Pfizer documents and see what the Pfizer documents say about your symptom or your loved one's symptom. Um, well, I'm glad before I answer your question fully, I'm glad that you mentioned um, demasculinizing uh, because the last main point I wanted to share is that these lipid nanoparticles are also degrading the testes of baby boys in utero degrading the Sertoli cells and Leydig cells, which are the factories of masculinity. And so these poor little baby boys, even if they're never vaccinated from vaccinated moms, we don't know if they're going to, the, the, the Sertoli cells and Leydig cells um, allow for like broad shoulders, deep voices, body hair, and the ability to father a child, things we identify with adult men. So we don't know if this next generation of baby boys, of vaccinated moms, is going to grow up normally male. And we also know that these injections degrade the sperm count and sperm motility of adult men currently. So what do you say? Well, I guess the first thing is just to get the information out. I mean, it's really interesting to me that your country's government is doing everything possible to um, to suppress this information. 
the other thing people have to know is that these injections are not made by your friendly NHS. They're made, and my original reporting found this, uh, in a partnership with the Chinese Communist Party, which is our existential adversary and yours as well. Um, BioNTech, uh, the Pfizer subsidiary that makes them, has an MOU with the Chinese Communist Party. And they've opened 14 manufacturing plants in Western Europe, two in the United States, to manufacture a billion doses that Chinese people are not being given. So this really is a bioweapon, as I've concluded, to reduce populations in Western Europe and North America. The Pfizer documents show a vast majority of the adverse events are in North America, then Western Europe, with all the rest of the countries it's distributed and combined, amounting to only 7,000 adverse events. So this is clearly to me as a geopolitical analyst, um, it's a it's a, an act of war. And the goal is to disable, kill, and sterilize the West. Um, and you can also see, you know, I'm the daughter of immigrants. I believe in le- legal immigration. You can also see millions of people coming from countries where they're used to a tyrannical government structure uh, kind of being fl- flowed into um, the West and North America. Um, and what this is going to create in five or 10 years is that, you know, no, no more will the problems of the West North America, meaning democracy, human rights, representative government, be a problem because um, the people who have that memory will be dead or disabled and uh, replaced by people who don't have a memory of democracy and human rights. Um so it, it's we've got to understand that war is being waged against us. And, and both I and my husband, who taught me about this, he's been, um, for most of his career in military intelligence, um, you know, have been trying to explain this to people. It's an act of war. Uh, the second thing I would say is don't, you know, don't take any more of this. You know, don't do it. Um, there, it, I, I remember being uh, deplatformed, you know, briefly and attacked for highlighting Moderna's claim that, um, their injection was a software platform. And I'm a tech CEO. I have a tech company. When you use language like that, what you're saying is we're going to launch the platform so we can have updates and sell updates 2.0, 3.0. That's exactly what you're describing. The lipid nanoparticle platform that can be tweaked um, you know, to target uh, whatever genetic outcomes um, they want. And uh, CRISPR is the mechanism by which they're likely to be doing that in the future. So this is... Um, this is, I mean, this is evil of the greatest scale. Our, our minds can almost not process this. But these people don't, ju- you're right. It's not enough to say, oh, it's greed. It's a bad injection. They just kept going. That's not it. It's not even enough to say this is um, like a Mengele type uh, global attack on humanity. No, you're absolutely right. These monsters are putting this mRNA in livestock now. um, And they are also experimenting with genetic splicing that I don't even want to describe yet. So I think these monsters are are like, I'll just say it, you know, I've stopped even trying to understand this using material and political analysis. This is like a spiritual, we are in a spiritual battle of the gravest kind, the cosmic level battle. These people are trying to kill God's creation. You're absolutely right. They're trying to kill it and, and, you know, wipe the memory of it from the face of the earth and replace it with monstrosities that we can't even begin to imagine. Dr. Naomi Wolf, um, today has been only a scratching of the surface. There are a million more questions 
that I want to put to you, including latent disease, SV40, ingredients of the Pfizer injection, and the ongoing effects for young women, um, all youngsters actually, our children, our most innocent and precious future generations so that they might have what we had. And I cannot thank you enough. You are inspirational. You are a beacon of light. You are always welcome on UK Column. Absolutely anytime. We would love to see you and speak to you. As I know, our audience will be hugely grateful for some very hard hitting facts, but facts that need to be spoken about. And I would just like to just end on just giving you the last word and my, again, my grateful, grateful thanks. And I hope we'll be in contact very, very soon. Dr. Naomi Wolf, it's over to you for the final word. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, well, I have to believe that when people know the truth, they can overcome it. And we are seeing globally a, a movement of people kind of waking up and joining forces to fight back, not just against this, but the tyranny that, you know, accompanies it. Um, I guess I would say, uh, you know, Britain, don't forget what you are, um, your legacy, <laughs> you know, that that they're trying to make the people of Britain forget that they're the the cradle of freedom and freedom of speech. And, and uh, it's up to the people of Britain not to forget that. And the other thing I would say is that um, this fight takes resources. So please support us. Uh, you can do that by ordering the Pfizer book on Amazon. Um, you can, if you don't have money, you can support us by downloading the free reports and sharing them with your loved ones. Uh, we're we're suing Pfizer, which is also very, very expensive and scary. Um, it's it's a battle. And so if you can afford to support us in this battle, we really do rely on donations and memberships and, and book sales. So please support us and, and just thank you. You know, let's let's um you know keep fighting in the trenches till we save humanity together. <laughs>